0: Jeremiah, ain't working. Jeremiah, you ain't the only one nervous, brother. First of all, I want to say thank you to the mission team. Uh, A lot of work goes on for for these trips, and I just want to say thank you for the team. A lot of hard work and uh, prayers and everything, and just being obedient. I just want to say thank you. To them. Uh thank you to our church. If it wasn't for y'all, there's no way any of this would even happen. So um thank you for your support financially, but more importantly, uh for your support in prayer and praying for Buena Vista and this Adios. So thank y'all, each one of you for that. I want to start off we we'll, we're gonna have a little video that'll kinda of explain show what we've done I'm not going to show everything we've done but and then after the video well, i'll ask the mission team to come up and answer a couple of questions uh, you know something that stood out for each one of them this particular trip and how uh, this trip has changed their their view towards missions in general so uh, after the video i'll ask the, the team to come up and we'll, we'll go over that first of all um our Our theme this year was matthew twenty eight uh nineteen and twenty, and it's on our shirts. So I'll, I'll read it to you. it says, "Go there, go therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you and lo, I am with you always, even to the end." Um, one thing that Kevin has always told us ever since we started going to uh Guatemala is I don't want you to go over there as a project to be completed. I want you to go over there as these are people to be loved, not a project to be completed. And um a lot of our my views toward the missions have has changed over the last couple of years. Uh, more of I've always kind of thought of going over there and actually doing something physical, you know, helping them out physically, but God has changed my my heart as that. You know, it's more about just showing God's love and, and giving them something uh, spiritual for them to hold on to. And I'll explain to that later. Um, some of our goals, I just want to kind of go over. Uh, some of the things that we uh, accomplished, and I, first of all, I want to give God the the credit for a hundred percent of it, uh, because He has He's provided in ways that there's no way that that we could have done it. I mean, need, none of us. So I want to just give Him the the credit for everything. Um, some of the goals um, was to pro- provide shoes for a thousand people. Um, Grains for a hundred families. Provide five roofs, uh, on houses over there. Um, provide ten more stoves for the stove project that we've, uh, started a couple of years ago. And then, um, about two weeks before we got ready to leave, Nate called me he said, man, we gotta, kinda gotta change of, uh, plans. And he said, is there any way? He said, we need blankets. We need blankets bad. And, um, and I said, "Well, we've already committed to the shoes and everything, but uh, we'll see what we can do." And God provided over a hundred blankets, and and I know it was God doing it, but it was also the obedience of other people giving and everything. And and just you know, uh, when you when you work start a mission, you I mean you start planning in advance for it, you know, and then. But God changes our plans a lot of times. So, um, and another thing was we had, uh, we talked to women. We didn't, the women did, uh, talked to women how to make jewelry and they had a Bible study each day of, uh, how to be a godly woman. Um, had a men's conference, uh, over 200 men and, um, Sean, he, he led that and, um, and it was to to show men, encourage men, how to be a light in their family and in the community. And just to to see that uh, all the men come for that, it was it was pretty awesome. Um, and like I said, uh, none of this could have been accomplished without without the support of each one of you. And we thank you for that. Um, each trip. Somewhere it's usually around twenty five thousand dollars for for a trip for the, like this uh this particular trip uh was over thirty one thousand dollars and um to God's glory, we only used seven hundred and fifteen dollars and a few cents out of the budget and that that's a <laughs> do what now. A hundred and fifteen dollars? Okay. I thought of, I had seven hundred and fifteen wrote right down, but so that's even better. So uh um uh, again that's that just shows you that if we'll be obedient God gotta get it done. So um from the prayers of the church, we've seen um a spiritual growth in this village that I can't can even begin to explain to you. Um and that's, that's one of the most important things. And it's kind of like, um, Kevin told us about, you know, when we, we need to be open when we get over there. Things change. And, uh, if you got that picture, Nathan, of, uh, Miss, uh, Olivia, okay, this, this lady right here, uh, I tell you what, come up here, minute. Can you explain to these people uh, this lady in April, April the sixth of two thousand fifteen? Listen, I had the opportunity to uh, lead this lady to, to Christ, and some of the uh, ones in the church asked us, you know, how can we, how can we help these people? And I want you to explain how your family has has helped this person.
1: Chris and them came back from the fishing trip and uh, we had asked them uh, what can we do? Um, obviously, couldn't go, didn't go, haven't been. But um, well, what can we do while we're here to, to have a real impact on, on these families and these people that you're talking to um, and that, that y'all are ministering to? And Chris brought me a, uh, a stack of pictures. It's probably five or six pictures. Uh, one of them was, was this lady right here. And he asked us to take these pictures and to daily pray for these people, these people in these pictures. Just daily let them be the focus of your prayers. And and we've done that. We've kept those pictures on our, uh, dressers. We'd go into the bedroom and, and they would, we would stack them up and, and lay them all out and pray for each one individually. And, and this lady was one of the first ones that, um I don't know, she did something about the picture. You know, she kind of popped up. So, uh, we spent, I don't know, since you give them to us,
0: um, praying for this lady and her family. Um, this lady, when we used the prayer dolls uh, as a witnessing tool, and uh, she told us at the end, and this and this is one of the questions I asked some of the, the team, you know, what stood out to you? And this this particular lady stood out to me this year because when she got through, she looked, she held up that prayer doll, and she had the frowny face on it and she said this was me before y'all came and um, witnessed to us and she turned it around and it was a smiley face and she said now she said this is me and she said I have hope because because of Jesus and I said that was April 2015 when we got there this year everywhere we went she was there every bible study we had she was there, and she's—I mean, she's being a leader in that community. So, you know, your prayers makes a huge difference. So, the the best part of the trip when we got ready to leave there, we we're all sitting around, we were all kind of um, just telling what what how what we've seen and everything. And I, I told them, I said the best part of it was to see um, not only the the physical things being done, but the spiritual things done in the village and seeing the growth and everything. And I looked at the team, and uh, and I told them um, this scripture, and it's Ephesians 4.16. It says, From the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for edifying of itself in love. And as a team as a whole, when I saw, like, Sean, when I mean, he was doing those Bible studies, and Jeremiah and PJ, and they was getting out of their comfort zone, and Miss Wanda, she was teaching, and, uh, I mean, just uh chasting them doing the jewelry. I mean, it, everybody was doing their part. I mean, stuff that... That we're not comfortable doing. But when I seen that and I saw, I mean, that's what it's supposed to be about. So, um, again, this, this video is going to show more of kind of what our trip's been this time. And it's more of the, um, uh, the spiritual side of, of sharing God's word. And one thing kind of stuck out to me. We got ready to leave. Pastor Florentine was in the whole church. And uh Pastor Florentine is the, the pastor in Buena Vista. He stood up to his people and he told them, he said, a lot of things have happened. Well, we've seen a lot of things. We've seen a lot of roofs put on. We saw shoes. He said, but I'm going to tell you one thing. This stuff's going to wear out. These shoes that you got are going to wear out. These roofs, they're going to fall in again. Uh, the drains, it's going to run out. He said, but one thing that we've seen this week is the word of God spread and it's not gonna it's it's there and it's gonna be forever. So um Jeremiah said he don't want to start with him. So I'm gonna start <laughs> with him. mama You wanna go after Sean?
2: No, Y'all have to business What's something that stood out
3: to you? Oh, well, I got it, (laughs) then. Something stood out to me this trip, which this was my third trip, but something that would have not stood out to me two years ago. And while I was teaching and sharing and praying with women, and uh, I asked a question, which two years ago I wouldn't ask this question, but I asked a question, of how many widows was in the group. And I was shocked. I mean, shocked that there was widows there that had eight and six kids with no way to make money. And that shocked me. And that, that, I mean, what a burden. I mean, you know, of having six and eight kids and their husbands was killed and you know that just i've been praying for those women that you know have have no way of really making a living there you know uh i've just been praying that you know help would come you know that that they would not go to a lifestyle that they usually would go to uh for help, but uh, you know that that just brought out to me, you know what, uh, you know, like I wouldn't have asked that two years ago, and and now I I have that that burden and that compassion for ladies that that you know don't that don't have a husband now that are raising eight and six kids and had three kids to die. And matter of fact, the name of one of them fell out of my Bible this morning, and you know, and I didn't even know why I was going to say that this morning. But you know, her name fell out of my Bible, and uh, can you imagine trying to raise six and eight kids? In no way, you know. So one of the other one of the other things that stood out to me was uh, when when they came up and were telling us bye, you know. And, uh, the women came up and said, thank you for teaching us about Jesus. And, you know, it was just the simplest of stories. I got to work with Christy and me. You know, we just clicked and I'm just so thankful for the opportunity that I've, that that I've been given just to share just the simplest stories to somebody that don't know that don't know the simplest stories about Jesus. And then they come with a smile on their face and tears in their eyes and saying thank you for teaching us about Jesus.
2: I just want
3: to say thank you all. Um, I went on every trip. But one, and I went, uh, I broke my foot one time over there. So, this time going into it, they asked that we all wear dresses. And um, I was like, Oh, we're going to be going down to the bottom of the mountain. And if, we've never seen mountains, anything like this. And um, so I was kind of like, um, I went into it like, Man, I wish I didn't have to. But when you get there and you see how, They love us and how they love the Lord and how they will hike for five and six hours to come worship with you. You forget about that skirt and you just do what you gotta do and don't worry about it. But this tree up, the spiritual growth has, has came so far. The village is truly, truly favored by the Lord. They don't need us. They know God. They have a connection with Him. We're just tools that's helping encourage and advocate them along. Um, every year, there's a little bit more progress, but this year, you really understood that through the pastoral training, which many of you are involved with helping um, fund, um, these pastors are getting top-of-the-line education that um, helps them disciple to these pastors. So these pastors and their wives are truly being a beacon for the body of, of Christ. And they're able to communicate and relay true discipleship to their members of their church. And so you see church plants going on. Um, another favor that God has got on this community is whenever we started going, in our fourth year, um, the first year, uh, and I know Crystal hit on this, there was no education. They, if they were, they were very fortunate if they got to go to the sixth grade. Well, two more schools have been built since we've been going, and and you guys have been a huge part of that. And now over five hundred kids will graduate high school this year. So um, I mean, you're talking. There was like maybe fifty or sixty that went through the sixth grade. Well, now you've got five hundred educated group, and this education. And she'll, she, I don't want to take her her story. But it's really good. I mean it's not like it's 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 not like um they've got people that come into the village and train. But um just I just have a heart for the pastors and their wives. Um because we got to sit down with them in a circle. Um, Rosalia and um Mauricia and Carlos and um Florentine and I love Carmelita too, she's my girl but um she's pastor's wife, but um They struggle with the same thing in ministry that we struggle with. Um, Their church struggles with the same problems our church struggles with. And so I just had a real connection with them. got to spend a whole lot of time with Rosalia and all of the ladies of the church this time. But um, they need your prayers because it's very difficult. I mean, here you can kind of whine about it and go home and, you know, and kind of, you know, get on your little soapbox with your spouse there. They are all very close connected. They don't have the support system that we've got because they're dealing with a lot of the adversary and the conflicts with the Catholic Church. So, um, we're very fortunate here that, um, that we, we have, uh, sisters and brothers in Christ to lean on. And there they do, but, but there's so much, um, demonic spirits there that they have to really stay prayed up in order to be able to be a beacon for the kingdom. one of the things when we first got there um, I told Chris that I wanted to go and find this man that we had gone and visited um, the first year that we were there we were actually there to witness to his family and him Um, some of the parents go off to work in the fields and they leave their children there with older people who watch after them and this guy was there um, at this house and he was taking care of five or six other children. That's the picture of him and his wife. They were taking care of five or six other children that weren't even theirs. They were taking food to them. Um, we started witnessing to the children and to them, and he fell out on the floor. And um, he, his wife put something under his head, and um, she said that he does this. He'll be out for a couple minutes, and then he'll get up and do it again. Uh, he'll finish his sentences, and then he'll do it again later. That convicted me to pray for this guy. Um, I've never seen anything like that. And we had been praying for him trip after trip. Um, when we went back the last or time before last, I told Chris, I said, we got to go find him. that he was up to the side of the mountain, down and around. And I didn't know where he was at. And Chris had broken his back, so I couldn't find him. So this time I told Chris, I said, I want to go find this man. I said, because I want to see if he's doing okay or or what. The very first day we were going up the side of the mountain, down and around, and um, I spotted him across the way, and I told Chris, I was like, that's him, that's him. So when we got over there to him, he was actually wanting to bring his wife to the women's meeting to help her make uh, a bracelet because she. She couldn't do it herself so and she couldn't see so he was going to help her and um i his, you can't really tell in that picture but his face he was totally different than he was a couple of years ago and to me that was prayer because um, he hasn't changed anything he's not taking any medicine um his wife said that he still does it but it's not as bad as it was um So we have committed ourselves to pray for this guy. Um, Another thing that I learned from the trip was just to be obedient. TJ and our crew, um, we was on our trip that we had to go to every day. I think they gave us the longest one that we had to go to every day. Um, We had to cross these little streams, and they called rivers, because they were that that wide. (laughs) But... um, And we were coming back one day and we were talking and we were running late because we were trying to teach the people how to sing Jesus Loves Me. they would never heard it before. And um, this house was thick. The spirit was so thick. I mean, when we walked in, it was like, oh my goodness. I mean, I had never felt that before. Um, And we were running late and this little girl was standing up on one of the the mountain rises and she flagged us down and she was like, "Um, will you come? Come and see a sick person, and we were like, "Yeah, we will. We'll come. We'll go and see a sick person." Um, and in my head the whole way, she was like, "Oh, it's just right over there. Don't listen to him. If you ever go, don't listen to him." Because <laughs> it was down this side and up and around. And um, so when we got there, in my mind the whole way, I was thinking, "What kind of sick person are we going to see?" And when we walked up, there was this um, little girl and they all had babies, and um, this door opened, and this mud hut, and this this little girl came out. I don't know how old she was, but um, you could tell in her face that she was sick. I mean, she was very sick. And they had explained to us that four days prior, she had had a baby, and that, um, well, something happened during the birth of the child, and that she had just been having cramps and cramps and cramps. During the whole, I mean... You no, know, she couldn't sleep, she couldn't even any rest, she was just cramping this whole time, her whole body. And um, so we prayed with her, and Chris said, you know, we can pray with you, but we can't heal you, but so we know somebody that can. And so he led um, that girl to Christ and her two sisters, and that was amazing. Um, the next day, PJ, and I was like, we want to go back, and we want to see her. So we went back the next day, and as soon as we walked up, she was sitting out under the little porch thing, and she had a smile across her face. And um, we asked her, you know, how are you doing? And she said, I slept so good. I said, hmm. um, She said she didn't have any more cramps. Um, and we told her, you know, since you gave your life to Christ, things like this are going to happen not always going to be easy, but you have a healer. You know the healer now. That's the sad part. (laughs) The good part was we got to see Santos, Um, still meaner than Snake. Um, She, um, One of the goals that I wanted to, my focus of the school was to try to help her get an education. In the back of my mind, that was her. And last year, through your help, um, they did have a little school that we funded. We raised enough money to finish the other school. Um, they have desks um, in both of the schools. Then we put a concrete floor, a roof, windows, doors, um, where, as you said, there was about 50 children. Now there's over 500 children. They go to eighth grade now. Um, they're wanting to start another project. There's actually three school buildings now. I don't know where they got the funding for the other one, but, um, Palafa did it. And it's behind the school. When we first got there, this was just a mountain, uh, a hill like thing, and now it's flat. And it has two school buildings Pastor Quarantine's house. They have a little shed for a kitchen that they install the stove for. Um, and they're supposed to have public restrooms because there's no running water. <laughs> so, but, um, but continue to pray for the children, uh, the teachers that come in there. Um, the kids only go to school three hours a day in three different sections. Um, they're wanting to start another school so they can continue through the real, our real high school through 12th grade. Um, and that's a future plan. Um, I asked for prayer for Santos when we were there. Um, the last time they left, and her parents sent her out to work in a field. And she had only been back maybe a couple of weeks before we got back, just because they knew her parents knew that we were coming. And she, they wanted her to be there. And as soon as we left on Thursday, she had to leave on Monday to go work in the fields, her and her brother. Um, so just continue to pray for them that somehow God will intervene for that family financially or whatever, so the kids won't have to go and work in the field and they will be able to get an education. How old is
4: Santa? Eight years old and working on the side of a mountain in the field. How many of you kids could do that all day long and not really make no money for it? I had an opportunity on this trip speak to women which if you know me at all you know that's that's what my heart's fond of i feel like god has called me to help women and for women to help me me and i mama was asked to teach the class to the women how to be a godly how to be a godly woman i'm still learning myself but i work tirelessly trying to find the proper words and trying to get the proper message. And then when I got over there and I stood in front of those women, the message I had prepared was for women here. These women don't deal with the daily struggles of having more than they deserve. These women don't deal with struggles of uh, being able to spend their money on luxury stuff or or going and, and, and doing and sports and... And they don't have that. So I stood at these women who have nothing. And I said, oh God, you better be showing me something. So I started talking to them about prayer because that's one thing across the whole world a godly woman can do. I talked to them about when they pray, how faith that God's going to answer those prayers. I seen God come from every time we spoke to them. They listened. We had women coming up the side of the mountain standing trying to listen. We had some men to come up there and try to listen. It was amazing to watch their face. If you've never taken the time to tell somebody about God, oh, it's an awesome feeling. Especially when you go to somewhere like this where all they got is what little crumb, what live in. I'm not asking you to feel sorry for them. I'm asking you to admire them because they came for a long way. Like Chastity said, we had one woman, I want to say she walked three hours the day before we got there to stay with her mom so she could be there while we, we were there. The team was there. If I've got that right. How many of us would walk three hours just to spend a week with God's Word? I don't think we can say that. And I'm not trying to make you feel bad. What I'm trying to say is thank you. We pulled on your pockets. You heavy. And because of you, and because of God's graces, we were able to go over there And teach the women how to be a godly woman. And hopefully it sticks with them. And they grow from that. To teach the men how to be a shining light for their home. Hopefully it sticks with them. And then I saw something so amazing. We were all sitting in the church. And Brother Kevin started preaching. And he wants these people to understand what he's preaching. He wants them to be able, and I'm probably hitting on what he's fixing to hit on. But he wants them to be able to read their Bible. And I'm standing there, and Brother Kevin told him, if you don't know where it's at, have somebody to help you. These women from this village that knowed how to read would get up and take time and show the other women where in the Bible Brother Kevin was preaching from. That's awesome. That's an awesome feeling. It's awesome to watch God grow in a place where He didn't exist that much. He did, but He didn't. In some, we're seeing growth in that village and we're seeing it because of people like you who will support people who are able to go. And don't feel bad if you're not able to go. Maybe that's not your calling. But all of us can pray. Even a, even a little child can pray. And that helps more than you know. It does. Even if you can't afford to support us, Your prayers helps more than you know. This trip was special to me because somewhere else besides here in Pulaski, Tennessee, I got to speak to women. I got to to share God's Word. I got to see it spread. I got to see their faces. And it was hard speaking to them. I couldn't get up there and And just throw down on them about everything. You had to be careful because they don't know. There's no one worse off than you are. Think again. There's always some way worse off. But please do me a favor. Every day of your life, every single day of your life, if you have the opportunity to share the Word of God, please do it. And yes, I did wear a skirt for those of y'all wondering. (laughs) I made it. Thank God they didn't ask me to walk the mountain. I did wear biker shorts. Either way, it was going to be an ugly scene. <laughs> but I made it. I made it with a dress on for how many days? I think. No, it wasn't five. I didn't wear that thing five days. See there? <laughs> and I left them behind too, if you if you wonder. I left them when I left. I don't. Them, so. I don't know where it is.
3: Thank you. And I didn't know really what to expect. I know what I heard and um I was my and everything, but God calmed all my fears and Chris made it worse and then God would calm me down some more. <laughs> but um I was just completely overwhelmed when we got there. It was very overwhelming to see it was a culture shock and to see how these people don't have nothing but they were happy and um what was the most to me were the children and of course Santos and Oscar I mean I just they were just special Santos reminded me of river and um and something else that was very special is that me and Callista when we were popping popcorn the pastor's wife and them really opened up to us and we got to pray with them and just, um, talk to them and they're just people like us struggling with, with life just like we do, except they have nothing. And, um, it was just a blessing and I hope to get to go again and I thank God that He let, let us go. And, um, like I said, um, it was just very overwhelming and maybe next time won't be so overwhelming for me. And, um, just love the people and, and they were, I mean, the Spirit of God was there. It was there so much. And they taught us sometimes more than we even taught them. Um, and it was just basically, it was just very spiritual and very, um, eye opening. And how I feel since I've gotten back that we're, I'm very thankful. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <I answered it. laughs> well, when Chris asked me to go, I was like, "Don't tell PJ," because I didn't really want to go. <laughs> and then, just uh, I felt I felt like it was enough over here, you know, that we didn't need to go somewhere else. And do this stuff. But once you get over there, you realize it's nothing like here. They're so poor. I mean, it's pitiful. And but they'll give you their shirt off their back. Cause, you know, we went to visit Santos' mom, and they had nothing and before we left all of us had at least three apples to take with us <laughs> and then there was a little kid flying a cot and i was you know marveling over how high he had it i was amazed you know and, and he pulled it down wrapped it all up and tore it off and handed it to me it wasn't nothing but sticks and a garbage bag and then he made me another one before i left too I mean,
6: This was my first trip as well. Um, I've seen poverty before, but I didn't, you know, so I kind of knew what to expect there. But then when you get over there, I've seen poverty where people weren't happy and weren't content with what they had. But these people still smiled through it. Um, Like he said, we went to Santos' house. It's a barn is what I would call it. I mean, dirt floors, dirt walls. She was so sh- proud to show us her... I think it was a teddy bear. An old, dirty, muddy teddy bear. And to show us the teddy bear, she lit a candle that she had poked in the, the wall of the house. And she was so proud of that. And yet, kids over here don't get something for Christmas, and they're upset. Um, the biggest thing I probably took away from the trip was... The maturity of uh, Pastor Carlos's church and uh, Pastor Florentine's church. Um, you've seen people wanting to um, get in the Word. Um, some of the elders, the one gentleman who had the, the shirt on from y'all's last trip and the shirt on from this trip, and he had a suit coat over that, you know, and uh, um, that gentleman was there every time he could get there. He was praying every time he could get there. Um, I went to, we went to a house and I was, um, speaking on joy and, uh, how to have joy. But, you know, like I think Jeremiah said and others said, you go, when I walked up to that house, you felt the presence of God. You felt that they had that joy. You felt the spirit move and I, you know I was trying to teach them about joy but they already had it that spirit was so thick in that house and it was just um, it was amazing to see the growth um, uh, Pastor Carlos you know from the point I heard before he was a very quiet man very not outspoken and he was taking charge he was you know preaching to this people he was getting things done and it wasn't that way the trip before um i'm just i was blessed to be able to go see that growth and like others i said it's because of y'all donating it was because of y'all praying that we were able to see that and you know the great commission is go into all the world and preach the gospel you know and then teach them to do the same you know and they're doing that They're going out telling others about Christ. People are coming to hear about Christ. There was one gentleman at the one day that Sean and uh, Brian were teaching. He had walked 10 kilometers just to get there that day. He went home that night, walked 10 kilometers back the next day. Three days in a row. To hear the Word. (laughs) But yet, people here in the United States, Pulaski, Tennessee... It's pulling teeth to get you here more than on a Sunday, more to hear about God's word. But um, to see that hunger, that desire to learn about God, the desire to serve God, and just the growth—just it just amazed me, because I was not expecting that maturity uh, in the churches there. So.
7: Uh, probably the most special moments for me in this trip is what you're seeing right right here in front of you, and that's um, um, every time. Every time people go, they they learn something new and they see something that um, that they they've never seen before, especially spiritually about God. But um, um, I'm just so thankful for every person that God lays on their heart to be a part of this, and as as a pastor, I have selfish reasons for this trip. I want as many people involved to be able to go and be a part of these things. And, um, and so, um, I encourage each of you, if you're hearing or seeing something today that maybe you, you feel led to be a part of it, I promise you, if, if there is any, uh, Christ in you at all, you will not be the same when you come back. I, I can promise you that. Um, pray for the pastors and their wives over there. Um, as a pastor and as a minister for going on 20 years now, it's, um, it's tough it is hard um to try to um and i i don't be i don't mean to be demeaning when i say this but to try to raise up children who are adults that's just the truth of it it's tough it's hard it's heartbreaking this this ministry and um and to sit and talk with Pastor Florentine and his wife and to hear them and try to help them deal with conflicts and resol- and, and just ways to resolve things between uh how many of your parents in here today do, do your how many of you parents your children never fight that that's what i thought well um as a as a pastor of a church, it's the same way your children fight and um Pastor Florentine and his wife, one of the things we sit down and we really worked on and talked about was conflict resolution and and how to just help help people work through their issues and um and I'm telling you, I saw they were so um discouraged and so my primary thing there was to really encourage this pastor and his wife and uh and Pastor Carlos and Rosalita down in Gracias Adios to just encourage them, but to see the growth in them and the maturity in them and the leadership in them from the day we first met them when they wouldn't even talk to us. Uh, they, they were so shy and they were so... Uh, and today, they they are leaders like, like you've probably never seen. Uh, so it's an amazing thing to see God work in their lives. Uh, the last thing that I want to tell you is I'm super proud of... Um, Uh, people like Sean and Brian and and the whole team, but primarily Sean and Brian. Um, Chris told me to prepare for one message. One message. I got there and Nate says, you're going to be preaching at the church every night. And then you're going to be teaching at your small group every day at one of the houses. So here I am. I go from one message to we got to do all this. Well, then one morning, um, Sean and uh, Brian, they had done a lesson. Well, they weren't prepared for another lesson either. They were thought they were just going to do one lesson. So I decided I'm going to put them to the test. So I told them, I said, y'all guys have it in the morning at the church at Gracias Adios. You have to preach. And Sean, he just kind of, he didn't really know what to say, didn't know what to do. And uh, so... That night though, him and Brian sit on the edge of their bed and they got together and they went to a Scripture and they just started breaking that Scripture down. And uh, me and David Owens begin to just try to help them learn how to break that Scripture down. A lot of what you're doing on Wednesday nights now if you're a part of that. But they sit down there and they started just breaking the Scripture down. And the next morning, I watched two guys that um, had never really been teachers stand in front of a church and preach together as a team and preach a solid word from the Bible. And so that was an amazing moment for me to be able to see that kind of courage and that kind of um that, that kind of spiritual growth take place in people like like Sean. Yeah, Nathan Nathan ended up on his own on one small group. We just kind of split up because everybody was going different ways every day, trying to cover the several places, and Nathan ended up he got to this house to visit and he realized there's nobody here to lead the small group but me. So all of a sudden Nathan realizes I have to get the lesson together and I have to actually do the Bible study with these people. And so by the grace of God and the power of God, he took that thing and he went right on through. And, um, and, and to see those kind of things, to step up and do whatever needs to be done is an amazing thing. But thank you all for your prayers. Thank you for uh, the, every part that you play in this. Sean, I thank you last. All
2: right, y'all grab your Bibles and open up now.
7: <laughs>
2: uh, I don't even know where to start, really. Uh, when I got back there this year, I was excited to go to Gracie Sadioche because last, uh, the first trip that I went on, that's where God opened me up. He took me out of my shell and said, this, this is where i want you to go. And uh, I got up there, and uh, Giovanni's like, you don't have to do nothing. You don't have to say nothing. I'll take care of everything. You know, if you want to stand up and tell them who you are and use just a simple testimony or a simple scripture, I'll take care of the rest, You know, I was like, okay, I'm just going to stand over here in the corner with Ralph and Linda and let him do the same. Well, God opened me up right then, and I ended up standing up in front of this church, giving my testimony and sharing a little bit of Romans with them. And I was like, where did that come from? You know, I said, it wasn't me. Well, then I got back, and then that next year, I mean, God has just poured everything in me in just like, You know, I'm doing a, I'm in small group. I'm, I'm involved with the marriage class. I've got a want to after now that, that I help with. And, and then on it, these are things that I, I wasn't comfortable doing, that I had no business at all being part of, you know. And, and God said, you know, you're going to do what I actually do. And I'm okay, let's so, you know. Uh, so I was excited to get back there and share with them the growth that God had, had done through me, and uh, that's when I get up there, and, and Brian and me, we do the, the day one sermon, and I uh, end up preaching three days in a row in this church, and by the time we're done, you know, we're talking about uh, how a church is a family, not a group of people, and we are talking about how uh, brotherly love is supposed to be like godly love. Um, and uh, we did, uh, I can't remember the person we did, but that was so amazing to go back there and and see the growth in that church, not just in me, but the church. I mean, you know, each day we were there, it seemed like there were three or four more people coming to, to be with us and hear the Word. And it was so amazing to, to see how Carlos, you know, this guy, last year we got that. open opening. You know he and he's got like fifteen people sitting in front, of him. you can hardly hear him standing beside him. I'm like, let's get this guy a bullhorn, and uh, and I guess I, I'm the same way. So. <laughs> but you know, this year we go back, and he's standing up there, chest pumped up, Bible ready. You know, he's he knows what he's doing. He's taking lead of this this church, and and it was amazing to see that. Uh, when we went back this time, we were doing our meetings in the back, and Chris was like, "All right, I want to do a." a a men's study. I'm like, well, I've been involved with this men's small group, I know exactly what to talk to these guys about. Well then, like Christy Lane was saying, you know, I like, get all this material out, and I'm like, this, this do not apply to these guys, we don't deal with the same struggles we deal with back home. You know. Uh, but God gave me a message, and I had my wife type it up, and I was like, all right, baby, I need you to make it big so I can see it because I don't want to be down like this in the book the whole time I'm talking in front of these guys and and so she, she goes and does her thing. Well she brings back these giant letters on the paper and I'm like, Whoa, now I got fifty pages here I got a bunch through And it made it a little bit smaller. Well and I get there and I'm on a table it's like down to here. So I mean it was perfect. You know, she she knew exactly what she was doing and, and I, I should never doubt her and I'll never doubt her again. Uh, you heard that, I said it in front of everybody. <laughs> uh, but you know, God knew that 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 I was gonna need that. So I'm standing at this table and and I'm expecting twenty guys to show up. And you know, we're like, okay, and then I get there, uh what is it like three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning we get there. Uh was it Sunday? Sunday morning. And I'm expecting to do this thing probably Tuesday, Wednesday. I got time to prepare. I got time to read it over and get everything good. And uh, Nate says, All right, Sean, you're up in the morning. Whoa, what? Are you sure? Yep, yep. You go up there tomorrow morning and, and about 11 o'clock you'll get started. I'm not ready, God. Uh, and Nathan, he's seen that. He he prayed with me before that started. I was praying all morning. Lord, just give me the words. Yeah calm me down, thinking 10, 15 guys still. 20 guys going to show up, and it's not going to be a big deal. It's going to be like my small group back there. No, this crowd fills up. I don't know where these guys are coming from. I mean, they just won't stop coming, and I am I see 10 more guys or 12 more guys, and I'm like, ooh, oh, I'm not ready to do a seminar. You know, because that's what it's turning into. And uh, it was so amazing to see the guys show up to, to learn to be alive. In their, in their house, in their community, in their church, you know, it, it was amazing that, that they, were, they were soaking it in as I was pouring it out. God was pouring it into me, and I, you know, I'm just, I'm just a, a pipe transfer, you know. Uh, but then we we'll get to the hot dogs after the men's small group, and I think Jeremiah, that's, that's one of the things that hit Jeremiah. You know, we're serving these hot dogs to the men first, because they were this for the men. And you got the children and the women lining up afterwards. We've only got so many hot dogs. And then you see, you know, when when you're grilling out at home and you have a hot dog fall on the on the ground, if I don't, you know, oh, it's a hot dog really. this hot dog falls off some plate. And you see three kids just die with the hot dog. Kids die. Yeah. I mean that, I mean, that tears you up. You, you just, you don't look at something like that and just shrug it off. You look at something like that and you're I mean, they're, they're that easy for something. You know, it's just, it just, it breaks your heart. But when you see, like, like everybody's saying, you know, you see how little they got, how happy they how proud they are, and, and how at they are, you know, if you have ever thought about going on a mission trip, I and mean, if you're at a place in your life where you just don't think that, that you've got what you deserve, you know my house ain't nice enough, my car ain't new enough, my things aren't aren't shiny enough, you need to go on a mission trip. You need to go and see how lucky you really are to live in the place you are, to be as blessed as you are, because that's that's what that's where I was before I went on my first trip. I was you know, God, why me? Why Why can't I have this? Why can't I be like that? Why can't we have these things, you know? And and then God took me there and showed me. He said, Sean, you got exactly what I want you to have for a reason. You're exactly where I want you to be for a reason. And He's have grown me so much through this experience. And I cannot wait to go back again to be with those kids, to stand with those men, and to just be a part of that. I cannot wait. Uh... Kevin texted me the other night of uh, a picture of a little boy I met while I was over there. This is the this is the sad part for me. This is the part that, you know, I see this little boy the first day we're there, I'm playing with the kids. And I see this boy sitting on the sidelines. He's not wanting to interact. He's not wanting to play with the kids. He's got classes. The only kid I've seen down in classes. And find out that this kid has a lot of the same problems that I have. He has a lot of same vision barriers. He, he's held behind in school. He, he don't get to do much. He don't get interact with his vision. Factor. So I do everything I can to spend as much time with this boy, Theodore, as I can. I, I get him interacting with the games. I get him playing with the other kids. I get the other kids playing with him. Um, I want him to be involved. I want him to see that you don't have to just sit there and, and stare at what you think you can see. You can get in there and be a part of it. Get your hands in there. Just be a part of this. You don't have to just sit there. And at the uh, church in Brasilia, this little boy has followed me. all Everywhere I go, I see Theodore. And I'm like, God is doing this for a reason. So I I just so happened this time to have brought my magnifying glass with me. Because uh, the, the little papers you got to fill out going through customs is like this big. And it's got like 6,000 words on it. And, and I can't see it. And uh, so I, I've got my magnifying glass in my backpack. I'm going to show the little So I'm showing him. And he's just lit up. You know, he's, he's seeing things as close as he's probably ever seen. Them and, and it's breaking my heart. Um, so I give him the magnifying glass. And I tell him, I said, I want you to take this to school. And use this with your work so you can see your papers. And, and I've got... Uh, uh, Miguel, one of the translators at this time, Miguel, a uh, really cool good, dude, um, but uh, he's telling Theodore all this stuff, and he's telling me what is saying, you know, and Theodore's just like, you're giving this to me, like, this is mine to keep, and I'm like, yes, this this is yours, don't let nobody take this from me, this is yours, and that's the one I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that was one of the things that, that God laid on me this time. And I prayed for theater, I prayed that he's doing well in school. I pray that he's not sitting on the side anymore. I prayed that he's getting in there and being involved. Because if it hadn't have been for, for the things that I went through growing up, I would have still been sitting on the sidelines, letting somebody else take care of me. And I would not have been as involved in life as I've been. And that's what I'm, I pray that Peter is doing it right now and, and I want to do anything I can to help him in, in his walk as long as I'm going um I pray that that y'all don't stop doing what you're doing here you know when we went that first year the, the sickness that went through the, the, the projects that fell apart in front of us that, that we thought all the same was the prayer that is happening right here in, in, in this area right here. Prayer to happen every night. That's what that's what kept us going. That's what kept everything happening. god was about, oh, oh, oh. You got you got your team back here supporting you, and I, mean, I got you in place here. You know, He's putting He's putting the game plan together. He's making it happen. And all we got to do is obey and just keep walking. Um, I don't really know.